the summer break is officially upon us. Whether you have already started your summer break or maybe you don't take much time off, whatever it is. During the homeschool year, when we have a structure, a routine to our days, it gives us a time frame for our days. And when it comes to housework, we can figure out, okay, this is when I have time every time during nap time or every evening or morning, whatever, whatever your routine allows. We become used to that and it gives a time frame, a, a, a basically like a structure to our day and we know when we can get some housework done. But now it's summertime and I don't know about you, but it kind of feels like all bets are off. And it can get a little bit wild. Am I right? <laughs> We've got kids going here and there. we got popsicles. We have sprinklers. We have play dates with friends and playgrounds to get to and vacations. And it can just be completely wild. Maybe you all sleep in more. Stay up late and you sleep in more. And the days are just kind of thrown off. How can we stay on top of our housework during the summer break when we have stepped away from our normal routine of our homeschooling year. Let's dive into that right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close up that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. It was a little unintentional, but I have what I would maybe say a three-part series when it comes to the summer. So there's two other episodes. Episode 43 and episode 45 are going to give you a little bit more of a dive into the summer. So go ahead and listen to this episode. Hop back to episode 43 and 45 and your summer is going to be off to a good start. Before we talk a little bit more about this and housework, wah, 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 that's right, still has to happen. We're blessed with having homes, right? I want to read a review from Katie Thomas, and she said, This podcast makes my dream of homeschooling my kids feel manageable and doable and less overwhelming and intimidating. This just means so much to me. I am so glad because so many of us go into homeschooling and we start looking on Pinterest, we start looking on social media, and it can feel so overwhelming. We're like, wow, these moms have it all together. And we forget they've been homeschooling for 10 years. They've had that time that their mindset has been changed. They have worked through all the things that you are about to step into. And I'm so glad because homeschooling is doable. It is doable for anybody if you want to. Episode five talks specifically about this. So go ahead back to that if you are somebody who is thinking about homeschooling. And if you are not in the Facebook community, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes because if you're like, well, what about some other episodes that maybe I'd want to listen to? Included in the guide section of the Facebook community of the group is a podcast episode catalog and they're categorized and you can say, well, maybe I want, I want to 
learn, I want to hear more about the homemaking and the housework that we're going to talk about today. Well, there's a section that has to do with homemaking. So get into the homeschool uh, Facebook group there. Link is in the show notes. Check out the guides. You can get to the catalog and be able to figure out exactly if you're feeling like, I think I need to binge some episodes about motherhood or homemaking or maybe homeschooling. There's a lot, a lot with most of them has to do with homeschooling because it's kind of what I'm here for. It's kind of my favorite thing to do as well. And so thank you for that review. Very sweet and kind. I really do read through all of the reviews and I thank you for leaving those. If you'd like to leave a review, you can go ahead and do so. Did you know you can even leave multiple reviews? I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that or not, but you didn't hear it from me. (laughs) But you can leave multiple reviews. It really helps to get this podcast out. And if you are someone who is saying, I want to start homeschooling or I have been homeschooling and I want to homeschool well, Get on over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. It is my signature course where I walk you through all of the steps to being able to homeschool from a place of clarity and having peace and confidence and excitement for your homeschool. So let's talk a bit right now about staying on track with our housework during the summer break when we've taken time off from the homeschool year. Now, some of us take a more traditional approach to the summer and have a few months off. Some of us might not really take much time off at all, maybe a few weeks or a month. But I think for most homeschool families, even if they homeschool year round, the summer has a little bit of a different feel, a little bit of a different rhythm. There is a bit of an energy, I would say, in the air, especially with children when it comes to the summer. It's like they can feel like the sun just gives them extra energy and they feel like the desire to get really dirty and to go swimming and to ask for popsicles and to uh, ask for s'mores and to go on picnics and hikes and go to playgrounds. It just is something that, that they just seem to have. And finding that balance of how to keep up with everything, how to include my kids, how to catch up even during the summer, as well as not using my entire summer just to work on my house but having a lot of time with my family, whether it's on vacation or just day trips or just a little bit of an outing or even just spending time at home, just enjoying each other. It took me a few years, but I really feel like I have found that balance and my summers are not devoted 100% to one thing or another. I do use it as a time to catch up. I have a little bit more free time homeschooling really does take up a lot of time. And it is a full-time job, which just in the previous episode to this one, talked about that, about how it's just is a full-time job, especially for many, many years. And we can get to the point where we get to the summer and be like, okay, I'm done. You know, get a chance to breathe. And I allow myself a chance to breathe a little bit, but then I'm like, okay, we got to step back. There are some things that we want to accomplish and some time that uh, devoted time to spending with uh, family and doing things that we maybe wouldn't have time during the homeschool year. So you can go back and you're going to listen to episode 43 and 45 because one of them does talk about how to create memories this summer that your kids are going to remember for the rest of their lives and do it in a way that's simple and does not add a ton of stress to you because we don't need any more extra stress in our lives, do we? No, we don't. Okay, so let's dive into my seven tips to stay on track with housework during the summer break from homeschool. Number one is to simplify. The summer is a great time to purge. It's a great time to 
get rid of the things that have been sitting there in your home, maybe the entire homeschool year. And you're like, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Uh, Right now you're going to get to it. Only keep what is needed in your home. Yes, there are things that we need to keep, even if we just use them once a year. So say you are into canning and you can all summer long. doesn't mean you get rid of all of your stuff for the other nine months of the year. No, that's a little silly. What I'm talking about is just that extra stuff, the stuff that you don't need, those books that you have that have been sitting there, you said you're going to read, and it's five years later and you haven't read them. Get rid of the clothing that doesn't fit. I know it hurts a little bit if it's too small. I know that hurts a little bit. Get rid of that stuff. Doesn't mean you can't get back into that size, but are you still going to want to wear that? Is it still going to be in style? I don't know. But just focus on what do we need in our home to keep our family moving forward? You don't have to go extreme. I'm not saying you have to become an extreme minimalist. If you are, fantastic. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But once we have less stuff, what that means is that we now have less stuff to manage. There's less stuff to clean. There's less stuff that's going to be moved around and put into different places. So the first thing is to simplify. The summer, great time to purge. Donate it to the thrift store. Give it to a friend. Maybe some of the stuff is just junk. Throw that away then. Second step here, tip, is to put away things that are not needed. So for me, in the late spring, I will go through all of our winter gear. We live in an area that gets very cold, and there's lots of snow, and there's skiing, and a lot of gear that goes along with that. You're not going to find our skis sitting in our garage anymore like they might be in the wintertime. No, those things are stored away in our basement, up and out of the way, so it's not in the way for what we want to accomplish during this season. I wash everything, every jacket, every hat, every mitten, snow pants, boots, everything. It might take me a week because I might do a one load or two a day at the most because I have limited space on how to get everything to dry because all the winter gear can't go into the dryer. (laughs) So things like that, just take anything that is not for this season and pack it away. The same goes, I also do this for all the bedding. We don't need layers and layers on our beds anymore. Take things off, wash them, store them away. So anything that you do not need for this season, clean it, pack it away, put it aside. Don't worry, you'll take it back out. The same thing can go for toys. Now you're like, well, toys, you use toys in different seasons. But just think if your kids are not going to have time to play with those things, why are they out? Maybe this summer you declare it's a no uh, game station summer. Well, put all of that parts, put all of those things away, put them away in the cabinet, pack them in a box, maybe put it in your closet. A little out of sight, out of mind might also help anybody who's not too happy about mom's decision with that. But just whatever is not needed, tuck away somewhere. There's no reason to be tripping over things, having to look at things. There's no reason to be looking at winter boots when it is 95 degrees out, okay? The third thing is your children, they have to help. They have to help with the with the housework. It, this is non-negotiable. And it sounds like I'm a little bit mean, right? This is the mean, the mean voice <laughs> that my kids get. It's non-negotiable. They live there. And I can guarantee you that besides maybe you working in the kitchen and making dinner, that probably 95% of the mess in our homes comes from our kids. And that's fine. That's what comes along with having kids. I have come to expect it and it's okay with me. 
My kiddo, my oldest son, has been mowing lawns for a couple of years, and I joke that the entire neighborhood's grass ends up in my house. This year I decided, I was like, nope, we are not coming through the front door anymore. And I reconfigured, not reconfigured, but I kind of set up our back porch in a way. And I said, I called it Boots Back Door, (laughs) BBD. And they have finally caught on that mom doesn't want to find their work boots at the front door with everybody's dirt and grass from the entire neighborhood. And it took a couple of weeks They would walk in the front door and I would say, boots back door, and they would walk back out and then they would walk around to the back of the house and come in through the back porch. And this also allowed me to finally get a new uh, doormat outside the door because I was like, I'm not buying a new one because they're destroying this one and they're just going to destroy the next one. I've had this new one out for a week. It looks fantastic still because of boots back door, (laughs) but kids have got to help. It's non-negotiable. All the little things, you know, I'm like, okay, boys, sweep out the back porch. All of that grass and dirt, that's not from me. Whether it's toys, whether it's uh, things outside the house, outdoor things that they're playing with, the kids, they have to help. They need to work. They need to take care of their own rooms. They need to help out in setting the table, cleaning off the table, cleaning up things at the end of the day, straightening up the living room, whatever it is. We are not doing our kids a disservice. We are actually doing them a disservice if we don't include them in the upkeeping and the taking care of a home. They're going to launch out into the world and they're going to have a very messy house, which if they want, I say to my kids, you want a messy house someday? That's your own thing. But I will have taught them what they can do and the procedures and the process of keeping our home clean. And they'll know. I mean, they could live in in a disgusting mess of an apartment or house and they'll know that that's their choice. (laughs) Okay, so that leads into the kids have to help non-negotiable. And if this is something you're like, I don't know how to do that. In Clarify Your Homeschool, we talk about character training and you're like, well, does that have to do with it? Well, it does. It does have to do with cleaning up, with being diligent, with being aware even of the mess in a house. And we also talk about habits, creating habits in, in children, but also in ourselves. And how do we get our kids to make their bed in the morning? Well, we create it to be a habit. How do we get them to remember to brush their teeth? How do we get them to put their shoes underneath the bench like you want them to? It's all about creating habits. And I talk specifically about this and how to teach them to do these types of things and clarify your homeschool You can head straight over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. The link is also in the show notes. This is my course where I just walk you through all of the things, all the things with homeschool, with the entire homeschool lifestyle. All right, let's jump into number four. Every evening, spend about 15 to 30 minutes and pick up each night. Pick up the stuff, pick up the dirty socks, put the toys back in the row along the living room floor. If that's the stage where you're in, where your living room is more full of toys than it is of decor, that's okay. But pick up each night, clear the table, wipe the table down, pick up all those little things. And this, kids can be included in this as well. I want you to have the kids help during the day. They can help in the evening. But most of the time after they go to bed, there's still going to be some picking up to do. And that's kind of to be expected. 
we don't want our kids to feel defeated, this can also be an opportunity for us to kind of fix up a little bit of something maybe we asked them to do. If we asked them to sweep off, say, the back porch and they did it to the best of their ability, but you know in the morning you're going to be walking out that in the morning uh, to take the dog out and you really don't be walking on all that grass and dirt, then once the kiddo's in bed, go ahead and just give it one extra little little sweep. They won't even remember or notice. But pick up each night so that when you get up the next morning, you are setting yourself up for success. Number five, keep in mind, keep this in mind. This is like a complete different way of thinking about our homes. And the fact is your whole house will never be cleaned up, cleaned up at once. The entire whole house, never clean at once. Unless maybe you have someone who comes and cleans your house. Otherwise, for most of us, that's not going to happen. I remember when James and I were first married, we had an apartment and then we bought a townhouse. And even when I think my oldest was a baby and maybe even when I had my second, I was able to kind of maintain things. And I would have a day that I would clean and the entire house would be sparkling clean that day. And it felt so good. I guess maybe it was moving and then adding a third child (laughs) that I was like, oh, okay, that's all bets are off. But it still took me a while to realize that it's okay. My whole entire house doesn't have to be clean. I've had get togethers, parties in our house and the entire house was not clean. And guess what? Nobody cared. They came back. Nobody checked my baseboards. It's all okay. But just recognize that the entire house is never going to be cleaned up at the same time. One option to do is to set up zones to clean up at once. Maybe today is uh, kitchen day. Maybe tomorrow is uh, dining room, living room, family room day. Next day could be bedrooms day. Next day could be bathrooms day. But if we set it up as zones, just think to yourself, ah, all of my bathrooms are clean and let that be enough. Let's get out of the mindset that, ah, my entire house is clean. I, I don't even know what that would feel like anymore, to be honest. And it's okay. But setting up zones and having your kids help out is a great thing to do. And if you're in a season where you have teens and you have asked them to clean their, and you just, it's just sometimes a battle not worth fighting, just close the door. It's okay. They'll grow up to possibly be a neat person. My mom used to close the door to my bedroom all the time. She's like, I I can't even, cannot even look in that. And I went off to college and became a neat person miraculously. And I'm, can be fairly neat now. She comes to my house and she's a little bit like, this is not who I remember, but she's gotten used to it now. But just understand that it's not all going to be cleaned up at once. There's seasons in life for that. And there will be a season in life later on when your whole house will be fully cleaned up, but you won't have those little kids there making a mess. So I'm kind of at that stage where I'm like, whatever. Okay. Make a mess. Okay. I have clean toilets. Cool. I'm good. Okay. Number six, don't sabotage yourself by adding more than you can handle. If you're in a season where just maintaining the status quo and getting everybody's teeth brushed and everybody getting cleaned up for the day and getting meals on the table, don't go and plant a garden, okay? Don't go and bring in all kinds of houseplants. Don't go and add more furniture, add more knickknacks. Don't go and add things that you can't handle in this season. It's okay. We have to know our limits. And by adding more to our plates, adding more to our to-do list is really just sabotaging ourselves. If you are in that season of life right now, where with kids, it's all encompassing. And I feel like that can be a lot of the homeschooling years, even 
when I had uh, two high schoolers and an early middle schooler, it was still my full-time gig. That was a lot. And if you can't go and volunteer for something outside of the home, that's okay too. Just don't sabotage yourself. If you are feeling overwhelmed by your home, go back to number one there and simplify. Get things out of the house, but don't bring things in. Don't go browsing through whatever favorite store you like to shop at and look at the home decor section and pick up anything else. You don't need one more thing to dust, okay? All right, number seven. Here we go, drum roll. Realize that your house and everything in it is never going to be perfect. A great goal is for our homes to be sanitary. We don't want it to be grimy or gross or anything that's going to lead to, let's say, bad or ill health for our family. But there's always going to be dust. There's always going to be dirt and grass from outside because you have people in and out, which is a blessing. There's always going to be smudges on the window, smudges on the door. You can clean it. I'm not saying not to clean it, but realize that our homes are never going to be perfect. We've talked about this in previous episodes. I think it's been a while, way back and say way back in quotes when I started. So first couple of episodes or so, if you want to hop back there, we don't have to have a picture perfect magazine worthy home. Guess what? that TV crew is not showing up to your house today. And that's okay. And if they did, be like, you know what? This is me in all of my beautiful glory of my home that is actually lived in. So just realize it's not going to be perfect. And that is okay because next door, their house isn't perfect either. Remember Joanna Gaines's houses? You know why they look perfect on the TV? Because nobody was living there. She set it up. TV crew would come and film the people walking through it the first time. Nobody had lived in it. She had she and the crew had set it up. She was probably like the last one that was there. It's kind of like, you know, mom being the only one living in the house. So the house would be fine and perfect. But nobody lived there. That's why it looked perfect. People live in your house, so it's not going to look perfect. Embrace the imperfections. Make it a home that, as I have said, a home that serves you and not you serving a home. Yes, there are things to take care of in our home. And this is part of it is keeping up with housework and keeping up with the things that are in our house. But let's make our home a place that is a haven, a place that we enjoy coming to, not something that's overwhelming, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to, I don't have to find your house in a magazine. And hey, if your house is in a magazine, send a link to me. I would actually love to see that because it's kind of fun. Those things are inspiring and they can give us ideas on things to do, but Let's not dwell on that. Let's not get lost in that. So let's go over these um, seven tips for your summer, for home, you know, your break from homeschooling. And how can we keep up with the housework? The first one is you're going to simplify. This is a great time to purge and get rid of stuff. Second, put away things that are not needed. If you don't need them during this season of summertime, put them away somewhere in a closet, underneath the bed, somewhere. Third is that kids have to help. It's a non-negotiable. Number four, pick up each night. Kids can help, but also you, maybe after they're in bed, go ahead and kind of do another little sweep and kind of clean things up. Fifth is a whole house, it'll never be clean at once, and that's okay. Set up zones, clean as you can. Number six, don't sabotage yourself. Don't Don't buy or bring in things or add things to your home or your property that you don't have the time for in this season. And number seven, 
realize that your house is never going to look perfect. Make your goal something that is adds health to your family, doesn't take away health from your family, but there's always going to be those things. And I want you to enjoy your summer. I want you to enjoy the sunshine and the warmth and the freer days and just that relaxed feeling. And also enjoy that energy that the kids get. I I get that too. I wake up in the morning and I see the sun kind of peeking through the curtains in my room and I'm just like, boom, my eyes are awake. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do today? And James is like, really? And he can't get me up in the wintertime very easily. But in the summertime, I'm like, let's go. (laughs) So I want you to enjoy your summer. It's also a fantastic time to get into Clarify Your Homeschool. So from this point until most people start their homeschool year, we've got about three months. You have three whole months to get your homeschool to a place that you are feeling really good about it for when you want to start in, say, August or September. Now, you have lifetime access to this course, but three whole months where your days are a bit more free and a bit more open and your kids are definitely okay with having more free time to play, you have that time now to go through the course. You have that time to really think and focus in on what do I want my next homeschool year to look like? What did not go well, and how can we troubleshoot? You and I get to work together on this. Clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Right now is the time to get in. You can join anytime. If you're listening to this episode in a few months, It is not too late. You can always join, but I'm just saying that this has been tugging at your heart. I know it has been, and you want to homeschool well. Right now, while you have the time, this is perfect. The summertime is a perfect time to do it. So go head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. This has been great. Go check out those other summer episodes, and we're going to have an awesome summer. I've got some fun things planned here for the podcast, working on my summer schedule, and I'm excited about that. So yay, summer! If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.